The Sun Belt is well represented at the Senior Bowl. It's Locked On Sun Belt. You are Locked On Sun Belt, your daily podcast on the Sun Belt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt. I'm your host, Dave Schultz, hosting Afternoon Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP in Mobile, covering South Alabama. Prior to that, covering the Louisiana Raging Cajuns and hosting Mornings on 103.7 of the game. Thrilled to have Executive Director Jim Nagy join us for this episode. We're talking Senior Bowl, uh, the players on the field, mostly from uh, the Sunbelt, uh, and the way the fans uh, can get involved uh, with uh, the Senior Bowl. There is a lot going on. Uh, this week here in Mobile. We also, at the end of the episode, asked Jim to rank his favorite Reese's candies. We've already had a couple. We need to limit that because I've lost like almost 10 pounds and it's going to go in the other direction uh, this week. Uh, all right. Today's episode is of uh, Lockdown Sunbelt is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com Locked On today to get us started. All right, so let's just go right into it. Uh, let's bring on Executive Director of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Thrilled and honored to have Executive Director of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy, uh, with us. The Senior Bowl week and game going on uh, this week here in Mobile. Jim, how can the fans get involved and what can they take advantage of uh, this week as the players prepare to play in the game on Saturday? There's a lot of ways, Dave. I first say practice. Um, practice has become... It's, it's like an event unto itself. I mean, I think a lot of football, you know, diehards have loved coming to senior ball practice for years. But um, at Hancock-Whitney, it's just there's a whole totally different vibe to practice, you know, with the Jumbotron and the LED ribbons and all the media that are here now. We credentialed over a thousand media members um, and the music. You know, we couldn't even pipe in music at the old stadium. So uh, practice would be one. Senior Bowl Summit would be two. Um, Thursday night ticketed event at the Sanger Theater with uh, great Alabama legends and Auburn legends. Joey Molinaro, the great impressionist. And Ivan Mazel is going to be doing the panel. So, you know, on the player side, Ozzie Newsom, Sean Alexander, Cornelius Bennett, Willie Anderson, Ronnie Brown, Jason Campbell. So um, great legends groups from those two schools. We got Friday night. Um, our players are, are going to be rolling at six o'clock in front of the Condi uh, Cavaliers and the, on the Mardi Gras route, uh, parade route. They're going to be chucking probably around 1,500 autographed footballs. I think every player's got 15 footballs this year. Um, so there's that. Uh, and then on pregame, uh, last year we started a thing where we call it the path to the draft. We uh, we stopped the buses in the uh, south side of the stadium on the Jumbotron side. And we, uh, you know, the guys will kind of like a red carpet walk into, uh, into Hancock Whitney. And we, we encourage all the players to stop and, sign and take pictures um, with the fans as they walk into the stadium. And I, I believe that's uh, somewhere in that 11 to 11.30 time block. So if you want to get out to the stadium early, that's uh, a new really cool thing. All right, so this is my fourth Senior Bowl. It seems, is this the first time that it's converged with Mardi Gras? Like this is the first Mardi, Bar Mardi Gras parade in Mobile and the Senior Bowl is part of it. That's got to be really cool. Yeah, it's going to be, it is. It's the first time we've kind of overlapped. We knew that would happen. 
when we pushed back in the calendar, when the NFL added the 17th game, moving right. to an 18th week, we just tried to stay in line with uh, between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl, which is where, it's where the Senior Bowl has always landed. Um, so when we did that, yeah, we pushed back into Mardi Gras time. So uh, that first that first parade, the city officials are telling us. Uh, averages between 60 and 100,000 people downtown. So it's going to uh, it's gonna be a big party on Friday night. And we have a few more days before the game. Uh, how many tickets are left? Uh, I mean, right now we're sitting about a week out, about 4,000. So we're, we're getting close. Like we sold, I think we sold 6,000 during game week last year. Hmm. Uh, so we're tracking for a sellout. I think we're, we're ahead of, well ahead of where we were last year. Now, you know, and I know this is, you know, can't hold anybody to this, but looking at the weather forecast about a week out, it says sunny and 60 on Saturday of February 4th. Can't ask for anything better than that. <laughs> really can't. 60 and 60 and sunny is uh, about as good as we can do the first week in February. All right, we're talking with Executive Director of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy. This is Lockdown Sunbelt, so let's talk about a few of the Sunbelters. I believe there's eight or nine. We'll see if my memory serves me right. But let's talk about the local guys first. Let's start off with South Alabama. You actually have Jalen Wayne, who is from the area, and a wide receiver, and Darrell Luter Jr., a defensive back who is from next door in Mississippi and played at South Alabama. Uh, Jay Wayne's, a, a, like you said, a Spanish sport guy. Uh kind of a senior bowl legacy guy for us with Reggie Wayne being one of, you know, we put his uncle Reggie Wayne, the great culture receiver in our hall of fame a couple summers ago. Um, but he came up under Jalen Tolbert, you know, I mean, I think he learned a lot from Jalen Tolbert's experience. I talked to Tolbert the other day and said, these guys are talking basically on a daily basis, him trying to get uh, Jay Wayne ready to play in the game. And you, you talk to some people on the South Alabama staff, they say in terms of like physical talent, Jalen Wayne might be more talented than Jalen Tolbert. And mm. Jalen Tolbert won the third round last year. So um, it'll be a big week for Jalen Wayne. You know, you don't see a lot of, I mean, the, you're probably the best player he went against all year was, was uh, Darrell Luter, who you just right. talk, talked about. He saw the best guy he saw all year in practice. So, um, you know, Luter's a, a guy that's 5'11-ish. He's got long arms for a guy his frame. Uh, so he, he plays like a taller corner. He's physical. He's um, you know, he's been productive on the football, uh, you know, and this year he played a lot of the year of the club on his hands. So, um, and that's obviously not ideal for a guy that likes to get his hands on, on people as a, as a, as a DB. So, um, yeah, both those guys back in their, their familiar surroundings in their home stadium. Um, they both should have a good week. All right, let's take a time out. We'll have more with executive director of the senior bowl, Jim Nagy. He'll continue to preview, uh, where he thinks, the Sunbelt players uh, will be heading in uh, the draft. But first, let me tell you about FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we know the Super Bowl is coming up. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in free bets, guaranteed, when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with Same Game Parlay. All in all, it's on a safe app, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner, of the NFL. 
All right, let's take, let's get back to uh, Jim Nagy, executive director of the Senior Bowl on Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, let's move to Troy. You do have a couple of players from Troy, Jake Andrews, who moved from guard to uh, center for the Trojans. Uh, and along with a hometown favorite, and I got a feeling he's going to be a media darling this year, is the all time NCAA leading tackler, Carlton Marshall. Uh, Jake, first of all, Jake is, uh, you know, yeah, he's, yeah, he's played both guard and center, but I think he's, his best home will be center mm-hmm. um, at the next level. Uh, I think he's got a chance to eventually become a starter at that spot. Smartest, you know, smartest guy in the program, talking to their coaching staff. He's going to be able to make all the calls and, and adjust to our week really well. I think he do a really good job of doing that. Um, and he's going he's gonna to test well. He's going to run sub, sub five flat. He's going to, you know, kill it on the bench press. So all the spring stuff will be good after the senior bowl. But um, he'll have a good week. I've been around him twice this past week at different events we've had. And he's, he's really a stud. Um, he's exactly what he's married. He's mature. He's like a grown man when you talk to him. Um, he's what the NFL is looking for. He's going to make an easy transition um, from being a college player to a pro. And then, uh, yeah, and Carlton, I can see now that I've gotten to know him a little bit this week, um, I can see why Mobilians wanted him in the game so bad. He is really a really neat kid. Um, you know, I was, you know, all-time tackles leader. I mean, what, what right. more, what more can you say? I mean, right. he, he's not the size you want. He's probably not the speed you want. So all the measurable stuff, you know, doesn't stack up to where the NFL probably wants it. But you know, at the end of the day, he's a really instinctive, productive football player and the league's looking for football players too. So um, there will be nobody, there won't be a bigger cheerleader for Carlton Marshall than I will be this week. Cause I would love to see this kid go on and, and play in the national football league and realize his dreams. And, um, Never underestimate a guy that's always been an overachiever and, and uh, you know, had a chip on his shoulder his whole life. That's that those can be powerful things. I think we're seeing it this year with what, what a chip on your shoulder can do with Jalen Hurts. Um, I think Jalen surpassed everyone's expectations for him with the Philadelphia Eagles. So, um, yeah, those are the, those are the two Troy guys. So as someone who scouts for the Senior Bowl and used to do it for the Patriots, Chiefs and uh, Seahawks, how do you train or maybe trick your yourself? Seeing what Carlton Marshall does on the film and all those tackles and always going up against bigger guys. He's never, you know, he's, it's always a mismatch versus, like you said, the measurables. How, how do you, you know, try to square those two things together when they're divergent opposites? Yeah, I mean, you would call a guy like Carlton an outlier in the NFL. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to take him out. I mean, you're going to have size standards. You can't just you can't just have a scouting process with you know methods and methodology not have any size standards at any position right. you got to look at what's played in the league over time um, and you have historical data points to show you what what size what speed what arm length i mean all this stuff you know factors into it but there are outliers uh the key thing is when you're building a football team um you got to be careful taking too many or you'll, you'll end up with a team full of them so um no, I mean, that that's going to be the thing for Carlton is, you know, he might not be able to overcome the size stuff in terms of being drafted, but I do think at minimum, someone's going to give him a chance. Um, he deserves that chance. So uh, just like we gave him the chance to come down here and compete. So, um, you know, he, he can only, he can only do what he can do. Um, you know, God made him the size he made him and, and now he needs to go out and, and do what he can do. And that's, you know, make plays, make plays in practice and make pay, plays in the game. And then you were talking about Jake Andrews' speed. Obviously, it's important running backs, maybe quarterbacks, but, you know, everybody else, it's, you know, wide receivers, safeties, corners, uh, to be able to run. Why is it so important 
for a, a, a you know an offensive lineman to, to run a 5-0? Well, the, the, I mean, the 5-0 isn't very important, but it means he's running fast, which means he get he can get out of the gates. You know, you got when you're playing center, you got to have the initial quickness. If you're going to get out on the perimeter and lead a run, an outside run, um, you better be able to get out there. So it's more about you know that than than that because you're never going to. Who cares what these guys run a 40 yard dash in? But I right. do think. Um, it's indicative of how they can get out quickly. Um, that's really the main thing. But if you run sub five flat at center, I mean, there's only a handful. There's maybe, maybe 10 offensive linemen in every draft class mm. that run sub five. Right. So, uh, you know, that would be, that would put them amongst the best guys in this year's draft. We're talking to executive director of the senior bowl, Jim Nagy. Let's move on to old uh, dominion. You do have Nick Salivari, an offensive lineman from the Monarchs. Nick's got a chance to really jump. Um, I think right now he's probably an early day three guy for most teams, that fourth roundish area. I don't think he's going to stay there. Um, mm-hmm. I think this guy could get up to the second round when it's all said and done. Uh, big frame guys, a big human being. He's got body quickness. I, I really think he could play center. I, when I watched his tape at right tackle, I just was watching a guy that I thought could play center because of his one, his initial quickness, his lateral movement, um, his ability to get up on linebackers. Um, yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's one of those like, you know, group of five small school type players that will really ben- benefit from a week down here. Like we saw Cole Strange from Tennessee Chattanooga make a big right. jump. I think Nick's in line to make a big jump after this week as well. All right, let's move over to App State. Uh, you do have Cameron Peoples, who is I think is it is it Lineville, Alabama, all of about 2000 folks. How many of those 2000 are coming to the game? And then you have linebacker uh, Nick Hampton, a uh, former Mountaineer as well. Well, I hope uh, I hope they all come. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope all two thousand of them are here. But you know, I've made the comparison to Cam Peoples with Derrick Henry, and I say that um, not I, I'm not saying Cam Peoples is going to be an MVP candidate at all, but I'm saying he's he's six two verified. The NFL scouts got him at six foot two, which is a really tall running back, um, and he's two hundred twenty five pounds. He's a big dude. Uh, he runs a little upright like Derrick. Um, he's not a great lateral cutter, either, neither is Derek, but Derek's got nice feet. Like he's got some subtle avoidability, make you miss. And that's what this guy's got. And then what makes Derek special is he's got a home run gear. You don't see many big backs that can, that can take it the distance. And Cam Peoples has done that in college in, in, against some really good teams. Texas A&M, he ripped off a 48 yarder to, and they really put the game away on the road against the Aggies this year, in which at the time was a massive upset. Um, I think about Miami as junior year down playing the Canes. He just ran away from people. So, um, yeah, and then Nick Hampton has been our highest graded G5 uh, defender all the way back to last spring. He's don't think he's getting mm. out of day two. You know, I think he's, mm. I think he's probably going to end up in the second round. He's long. He's got legitimate pass rush ability. He can, he can play on rundowns. He's kind of in every down uh, outside linebacker. So um, I think Nick's going to have a big week as well. It's, it's a good year for the Sun Belt. I mean, I didn't even realize you said eight players. I didn't realize that's how many we had. That's oh. that's a that's a really good year for a group of five league. Yeah, one more. Gerard Clark, uh, defensive lineman from uh, Coastal Carolina. Also, I really despise these great athletes who are also smarter than me. He was like on the president's list a couple of times at Coastal Carolina. It's really annoying that these athletes are everything, uh, and I'm really not. <laughs> yeah. Well, Clark is, uh, you know, Clark's an interesting prospect. He, he was a tight end when he got there. Um, and he's one of these, he just kept getting bigger. So they, you know, he kind of outgrew 
or out eight the tight end position. Um, he's like 345 pounds now. Uh, he is a big body. And, you know, you can see the athleticism just in his stance. He's got really good ankle flexibility. Um, not many 350-pound men look really good in their stance. This guy looks really good in his stance. He's not just a plugger. He's not just a big body that's going to occupy blockers and keep his linebackers free. Um, he's got upfield quickness. He has explosion. He can push the pocket. So um, there's a guy in Indianapolis right now who's one of the better nose tackles in football, Grover Stewart, who played at a small school in Georgia called Albany, Albany State. And, uh, you know, I was way too low on Grover when I scouted him for the Seahawks years ago. I, I, I learned my mistake. Like, this guy reminds me of Grover quite a bit. And it took it took Grover a couple of years to really, you know, get himself entrenched in a starting lineup. But but Jared's got that kind of upside. Um, I really do. I think he'll he's going to get drafted. He's going to make a team next year. Um, but I'm excited to see what what Clark could look like two or three years from now. Yeah. Also, I may or may not hold a grudge with Clark. He bypassed my Syracuse Orange to go play for Coastal Carolina, as if being by the beach is a smarter move than you know digging out of the snow all winter long. Again. How about this, Dave? How about this? So. <laughs> I talked to Clark this year because he and Isaiah Likely, who was in our game last year, right. I think was a fourth-round pick to the Baltimore Ravens, played a lot of football this year for Baltimore, had some big games for the Ravens. They're both from Massachusetts, right? Right. I say. And I said, who recruited you guys? Like, who is this guy that is working at Coastal Carolina that goes up to Massachusetts and gets two NFL draft picks in right. the same recruiting class and he goes, well, he's he's working for the L.A. Rams now. And I said, well, that makes sense. You know, like <laughs> if you're that good at what you do, like somebody's going to find you. Like what a ridiculous recruiting job that guy had to go up into, into mass and get two NFL dudes down to uh, down to Myrtle Beach. I mean, I guess all you got to do is, you know, take a picture from the beach and, you know, in the middle of January and see if you can get him to come down here. Here's the sand versus the snow. All right. One more time out. Uh, before we get back with executive director of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy, he's going to rank his favorite Reese's candies <laughs> uh, coming up. Speaking of the Senior Bowl, get inside analysis from the hosts that covered the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, let's get more with Jim Nagy, executive director of the Senior Bowl. Maybe most important, what's his favorite and how does he rank Reese's Candies? I'm a big fan. Let's wrap it up here with executive director Jim Nagy of the Senior Bowl. Uh, I'm a big fan of these, you know, smaller school guys, uh, the Tariq Woolens, who you who you got uh, behind you, uh, compared to the, you know, the Auburn and the Alabama guys, which will also be fun uh, for the fans. Are there some other smaller school guys, some G5 guys? or even maybe smaller schools that we should look out for uh, this week at the Senior Bowl? Yeah, there's a bunch. Those are always the, the most fun stories for me. Those are the guys that probably have the most potential to rise up, you know, make the big jumps. Like Cole Strange jumped four rounds right. last year. Right. And, right. Um, Christian Watson, similar. Christian mm -hmm. Watson from North Dakota State. The whole league had that guy graded in the fourth or fifth round. I mean, people had questions about his hands and his catch consistency and everything. And um, has a monster week here, blows it out the combine and goes 34th overall to Green Bay. So, you know, I'll, I'll say the Princeton receiver, Andre Yoshivas, has a, has a chance right. to might be that guy this year. Um, NCAA heptathlon champion, uh, the 60-meter champion in the heptathlon, not like all 60-meter runners, but 
in the heptathlon event. He's got the fastest 60 ever um, for the NCAA. So we're talking, and he's, and he's like six, one and a half, 210 pounds. Um, so I think Andre's got a, a, a chance to make a really nice jump. I'm kind of cheating on you, Dave. I'm scanning the board right now with some of these like group of five guys. I've talked a lot about our FCS guys and lower, but like group of five guys, um, you know, it's, it's really a big school year. There's really not a ton of um, smaller school guys this year, but you know, another guy, there's two more from kind of in our backyard at Tulane. I would say Tajay Spears, right. the running back. Yes. And then, you know, and a lot of people know a lot about Tajay because he, he finished the year so well in that cotton bowl against USC he tore them up with like five touchdowns, but Dorian Williams, uh, their will linebacker is a guy that we've had our eye on for a few years now. We we were over there at a game the COVID year, scouting a guy named Cam Sample, um, who came to the Senior Bowl, was one of our players of the game, went in, like, I think the fifth round of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and Dorian popped out then. I guess he was a sophomore, like, running sideline to sideline, just blowing people up. And uh, he can really run. And uh, he's going to be a fun guy to watch out here. He's, he's, he's a guy, again, I think uh, – you know, right now it's probably safely in the fourth round because he's going to be a great special teams player. And that's where you start drafting those guys, you know, are going to be core special teams players. Um, but I think after a week down here, I think Dorian could get up in that day two range as well. Of course, you go after guys that are super smart and super athletic. You pick the Tulane guys and the Princeton guys. Is this guy's all world athletically and, you know, an Ivy League educated. Great. Yeah. For me. That's going to go well for me. All right. Can you rank quickly as we wrap it up with Jim Nagy, executive director of the Senior Bowl? Can you rank your favorite Reese's candies? I'm putting sticks one. Wow. The that Reese's, made me a huge upset. The Reese's sticks are unbelievable. Um, I might go Reese's Pieces second. Yeah, that's where I am. I'm a big, I've always been, but the sticks are like a new thing. For, I, I would have said Reese's Pieces, you know, four years ago before I took this job five years ago. Uh, but now sticks has surpassed that. In three, um, the take five is pretty good. The take mm. five has like pretzels and caramel and all sorts of good stuff in it. So I, the, I, I put the take five in there. So I'm hoping, you know, the over-under is 5 to 10 pounds instead of, you know, 10 to 15 pounds this week is what I'm hoping for. We'll see. There's going to be a lot of product laying around that convention <laughs> yeah. center and, and hotel, I, I promise you. Yeah, great. All right. Uh, well, he is Jim Nagy, Executive Director of the Senior Bowl. Really appreciate your time. Locked on Sunbelt. We're looking forward to having a great Senior Bowl and Senior Bowl week. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, Dave. Good to be on, man. We'll see you. Uh, I'm sure I'll see you a bunch this week. All right, I want to take a special thanks to, to Jim Nagy, really doing me a solid, doing me a big favor uh, by coming on Locked on Sunbelt. Uh, some guy, he is swamped as it is, you know, not only the week of, but the week before and even a couple weeks before that. Uh, and I didn't really get around to asking him until last week uh, if he could come on the show. So I do appreciate it. I know how busy uh, that he is. Please, if you're coming to the Senior Bowl and you're in the convention center, you're in Mobile, come on, uh, stop by and say hello. We'd love uh, to meet you. Uh, once again, thank you so much for watching Locked On Sunbelt, your team, every day.